Hey, Josh. Hey, how are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. Um, yeah, just in the regular swing of things, we started getting into all the Christmas uh, festivities over here. And there's possibly going to be snow this week. So, yeah, pretty excited about that. Nice. Yeah, we did the same with uh, with Christmas festivities. As soon as, I think, Thanksgiving turns over for us, it's like decorating and mm-hmm. putting lights up, stuff like that. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, how are things with you? You guys just had Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, it was, uh, it was good. Uh, occasionally. Some years we travel. Uh, this year we didn't. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, but I, we didn't host. My my parents hosted, who aren't too far away. So um, okay. that was kind of fun. They rarely host, and and uh, it was also interesting because it brought. They invited some other sides of family I haven't seen in a long time, and. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, almost like only seen twice in my life. It's like my my sister's husband's family, like their side. So it kind of mm-hmm. pulled from a different extension. So it was interesting. It made conversations more interesting just because you just had, I don't know, uh, different personalities or different 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 things in the water, so to speak. So it's not just the same 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 conversations, just a little bit updated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's cool when you haven't seen people in a long time or whatever. Lots of new things to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So cool. But you getting uh, getting back into the swing of things? I know we're recording on a Monday today. Yeah, sorry. I know we we originally scheduled for Friday, and I got I don't know. I think when I thought about it, I was over ambitious with with what I thought I was gonna do or what mm-hmm. I thought my plan was uh, versus sort of like the family stuff thing sort of came up and was like oh should be doing this family stuff instead yep um well i'm glad you chose family over this <laughs> so yep yep so it was good stuff yeah um uh, but i'm back in the swing of things did a lot of uh yeah um i don't know i had a little project i was tinkering with but we can get to that possibly later today if if we get but um for today i did want to so this is this is a topic I feel like we sort of might have partially mentioned in one podcast episode and just said, "Ooh, let's let's put a pin in that one and mm. talk about it separately." So, uh let me try to get it right to make sure. So, I don't remember when it came up, but we were talking about sort of I would say the what we what do we call that the the stack, the technology stack that hosts mm-hmm the homepage and everyone knows how important the homepage is in terms of it's your best salesperson. It's like a great mm. reference to, you know, link to everything. You, you, you That's just where you need to get started. Like what is your homepage? Yep. Where's your, your, your main site's webpage. Um, and as developers uh, with backgrounds in development, there's obviously a million ways to skin this cat, so to speak, you know, whether it's like, do you go with the hosting provider? Do you use your, AWS, do you use your digital ocean, all of that stuff. And so, yeah, let's start kind of there. What is your philosophy on it? And why do you, where, where, where do you start for yourself? Hmm. Yeah, I, I think I tend to start with, uh, like, I'm always thinking of small projects, right? Like the things that I've been spinning off. And uh, I always just get WordPress on a pre-built digital ocean droplet. 
and uh, I just start with that. I've got an uh, Elementor theme that I like. I use Elementor for everything, and uh, it just goes really fast. I don't have to really do too much. I could probably get a marketing site up in an afternoon uh, with the basic content on it, and it looks fairly decent, uh, nothing too crazy. Um, that's kind of what I usually start with. What do you think? Okay. Um so I like that. I mean, it's it's definitely not the normal developer response I would have thought I would have gotten. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess one one mis- I guess one mistake I think developers make initially is is just they're probably in the you know potentially build it and they will come mentality, which is not mm-hmm. uncommon. And what they are first do is they're building their app and then they're like, oh, now I'm just going to, I already have an app instance. I already have like a little droplet or whatever it is, Heroku, whatever, however you got started quickly. Um, And then you're like, oh, naturally I need a landing page. I need that. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to like extend my app to have that. (laughs) And that is the homepage. That is the key domain. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think you end up there and then you also just sort of paint yourself in a corner for anyone that can actually help you with the marketing side. And, and also maybe you're working with a freelancer that might eventually help you with a landing page. And then it's like, okay, great. Now I have to actually like code it yeah. <laughs> into my app because my app was not a CMS. Right. Yeah. So. Well, that's so common. It's like, Oh, I'll just add an index.html route to my existing app and, you know, just fire some HTML in there and it'll look fine. And I'll put tailwind on it and whatever else. Um, there are, there's like a lot of those headless ones too, I think, where you kind of like, you just write your stuff in Markdown and then it auto generates your website for you. I don't know if you've seen any of those. Um, I have, I've never touched one. Actually, no way. I, I, I have touched some before. I think I used gravity or grab or something way back. Um, mm, yep. But I actually a- used it just for a side experiment. It was meant to. It was meant to uh, essentially replace like using a knowledge base. So yeah, um, yeah. Do- DocuSource is a really uh, well used um, knowledge base one um, that basically does that. Um, when I, I've done all of those different ways of doing this, <laughs> and like that's why I've finally right. settled on WordPress as kind of my way. Um, like I started out, I think just writing like index.php files and you know kind of going that route. Um, I think one thing that I really over or underestimated was the um, I think the main thing that you want when you're doing a marketing page is you want like Google to get your data off of there. Right. And you want Google to like understand what's going on and you want to be able to generate content um, without like this taking forever to do. And I think those two things are something that um, a lot of these CMSs do really well right out of the box. Like with WordPress, you've got all these like plugins that just automatically put your script, like your, your content tags on it and your um all the little things that help google know who you are and like your sitemaps and whatnot um and it's just so fast because you don't have to think about like writing and seo and code all at the same time like you just have to think about writing and seo at the same time which is hard enough as it is right now i like that too because it's just sort of out of the box there's a plugin for that it's such a rich ecosystem that they've thought or someone has thought of just about everything. And mm-hmm. even if you like, I, I, I almost dare you to go to the edges of try to find something that can't do, but <laughs> yeah. someone hasn't done something for it. 
and at the worst it's PHP, right? And at the worst yeah. it's like someone you could find freelancer, maybe you're whipping out some PHP yourself to do something, but like all the normal plumbing, right, is essentially mm-hmm. done for you. And yeah. um I, I I would only say, and this is probably not how my developer brain works, but like I know sometimes if it's you want to play with a Jekyll or you want to play with a like CM, mm-hmm. headless CMS, you want to go down those routes. I, I guess the acknowledgement is it is it because you want to because you think that will be fun and maybe that's okay. Like, hey, mm. I'm not going to take that away from you if that's sure. what gets you up in the morning playing with CMSs. But or are you using it as a tactic to avoid kind of doing other marketing and other things? Or are you so adverse to WordPress because? you know, you don't want to look at PHP code or some other, like acknowledging sort of your own uh, limitations of like what you're trying to get out of it, you know, I think mm-hmm. is is important. And if that's important to you, great. Um, I just think there's these other trade-offs you're making that you're not, you may not be privy to, or you may not be aware of, right? Especially if you do want a marketer to help you find a marketer that has not worked in WordPress and they may mm-hmm. not like it <laughs> uh, because yeah. of the extendability, or maybe they had a bad experience with an old company that had it, that had a super messy plugin environment and it was super buggy because they were using a crappy $2 host. And, and so they just assume and associate WordPress with being buggy and slow. Right. So. Yeah. And I think like you kind of have to differentiate between, I think, smaller companies and bigger companies on those types of things, right? Like, I think it's the same way you think about how you develop your app and your internal processes too, is like when you're small, you've got to really just hone in on delivering value, right? And for marketing, like the value is in the content. Um, As long as it is like readable and understandable, like it doesn't need to be a whole lot more than that. And so if you're trying to make the perfect tech stack and the perfect like page speed and all of that, like sure page speed factors into your Google ranking, but there's a lot of people that have really slow WordPress sites that are doing just fine. Um, And so like, you know, worrying about your content and getting enough of that out there and yeah, being able to hire like anybody um, that you can find to be able to work on the platform is huge. Otherwise you become the bottleneck, right? And that really affects your, your deliverable. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I, even if we took the SEO content like as one of the things off the table, just because maybe someone's doing a mobile app, someone's doing whatever mm-hmm. else, and maybe that's not that important to them. So um, I think there's still enough there to, of all the things you said, just s- s- that separating out of like marketing brain and also being able mm-hmm. to, you know, again, literally plug someone else in. Um is a huge advantage and not to just get hamstring yourself by doing it all yourself. Like it's yeah. great. Like I, I didn't, you know, we're not coding our own operating systems, Well, we're not. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, why would you, why, you know, don't go down that rabbit hole. Of like I'm going to build my own database. Like I think that's yeah. a mistake. Most developers don't do, but mm-hmm. you know, they go in that when direction. You get into, when you get into CMSs, like I feel like there's probably a larger percentage that get down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. either by using some dev first CMS yeah. uh, or they're, or they're doing um, or they're just not using a CMS and coding it out of their app. And that's probably the number one mistake is like, yeah, probably just separate that from the onset, like start your first domain as app dot 
whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> .com versus on the main root domain. And then you won't have to yeah. ever decouple it. Or you'll end up with a weird reverse where someone has like, ooh, marketing dot, like yeah. such and such, or like homepage dot, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, your, your domain.com. Anyway. Yeah. So. Well, and I think there's always a fear too with, um, like I remember when I've done like apps where the, the, the marketing site was embedded as part of the app. Um, sometimes there's a fear that you can't um, pull things into your marketing site. Um, and I think you, you can satisfy a lot of that with iframes and things like that. Uh, I think that's definitely yeah. an under underrated way of doing it. Um, yeah, you have to be careful and there's some trade-offs there, but um, yeah, or even just embedding widgets too. Like um, I've had different sites where I wanted to embed some React little playground or whatever. Um, and yeah, you can do a ton of that with iframes. You just have to know your limits and uh, play within it, I guess. Right, right. Yeah, there definitely are those little transitional pieces that are a little different and you can code those but once you code those it's a you know you've created that mm -hmm. that that you fixed that one loophole for that one problem right so it's like okay yeah. so i'm writing a little bit of php code or i'm embedding an iframe that's doing a thing that runs off of my app mm -hmm. thing and yes i do have to worry about like oh is the core stuff correctly am i getting you know yes you're gonna have to figure out and make a trade-off decision on those but that's like one decision. And once you make that, like how often are you changing, you know, the app flow of like sign up, right? So, mm -hmm. so you can make that right and do it once and codify it. So, you know, you probably aren't touching it for years or you're just making small iterations on it versus how often you want to change copy, how often you want to, you know, mm -hmm. try out a new landing page or like you said, write blog posts and things like that. So. Yeah. I do wonder if there's a point where as your company grows, it makes sense to migrate off of something like WordPress or like one of these CMS type systems. Um, like I think of um, like Stripe, for example, I was listening to a podcast recently and they mentioned that they have like some full-time developers on the marketing team um, basically to codify their, their content or something like that. I don't know exactly the inner workings of that. Um, that kind of got me thinking because I know like as, as your company grows and if you want to do very specific things, um, you kind of get a little bit limited with WordPress and like for a small, small scrappy people, like it makes a lot of sense just to use WordPress because it's way easier. But if you have a big company with a lot of resources, I wonder if you can deliver like a, a higher quality experience with, you know, a lot less, a lot faster, a lot better um, delivery um, with a, like a custom coded sort of solution for that. I don't know what you think about that. Um, I mean, I think it depends. So obviously you're talking about Stripe, right? So sure. that's like a whole different universal park mm -hmm. <laughs> type of thing. But for, 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 I think for most people and most of our audience, like, I think you can push really far mm -hmm. and not have to do it. I would, I would caution against adding a different team, having another team that is just for it, like, Definitely, you know, we talked first about separating your team. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, now create a second dev team just specifically for, like, just when is that going to make sense? It's probably a lot further off. But if it is a core part of your stack and how you're doing things, then, mm -hmm. you know, there's probably, you know, good reasons to do that from the onset and that it's worked into your app. Like, like Airbnb, where the marketplace and half of your product is 
having stuff out on the outside exposed, right? So mm. like, okay, yeah, you're not going to have, you know, it's all probably going to be running on Airbnb.com. But again, these are, right. I think, exceptions to the mm-hmm. rule. Um, and like I said, there's a lot you can go, and it's not even just WordPress. If think about the hardest part of this all is what domain <laughs> does this <laughs> live on? Yeah. So if it's running on WordPress, more than likely, you know, you're on a, uh, you know, a Linux based system mm-hmm. and you can have PHE. So you can extend it with that. Or maybe you're also doing some reverse DNS stuff to like have it show up on the domain. So there's a lot mm-hmm. I feel like you could do before you totally replace the CMS as, you know, doing, you know, the, the advantages you have in WordPress there start to come fewer and farther between than that. But I feel like like 99% of people aren't going to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. I was just thinking there's got to be some upper bound there somewhere. And I think, yeah, it's a lot farther than you think, right? Like you can, if you, if you put, do some of these caching and optimization plugins, like you can push WordPress a long way. I don't think it's an upper bound thing. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be a scalability thing. It's going to be more of like a business model thing. Mm. Yeah. And obviously, if there's stylistic things. It's like, okay, you can, you know, the, the biggest one I think I see people, especially from, let's say, on a design front pushing is, you know, people going to like starting in Webflow, right? So mm-hmm. still, CMS, totally different thing. Um, you know, again, makes designs easy, probably not as easy on the blog post side as like, and plugin rich, but it's more probably design heavy. Mm. Um, but as a, as a CMS, you know, it does all the basic things anyone would want. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might be the bigger challenge with WordPress. Most people think it's like blog first. If you, and you mentioned Elementor, which yeah. I know I love, and there's a lot of plugins on top, like, similar to Elementor um, mm-hmm. that make the drag and drop like beauty and fun stuff that like things like, you know, Webflow have. So that might yeah. be part of the thing is most people don't think of WordPress as like design centric. So, yeah. And I think, but there, I think there is something too with the, um, like a lot of the CMSs don't do like component reusability very well, like within, like if you want to have like a, I don't know, a certain, a certain little pop-up that comes up on every page or something like that. And you want to reuse parts of that pop-up in other places. Um, A lot of them try to do that, but a lot of them don't really do it super well. Um, And I wonder if there's some of the, like, you have a big site and you're trying to manage all of these things, if that becomes a lot more difficult. But it's possible. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't experienced it. So, right. So I, I, I don't know. I would bet more of it has less to do with the systems and more to do with their internal ops and organization. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think that's where more people fall down, right? Like yeah. their brain doesn't think about it the sa- same way the CMS thinks about it, or they don't want to mm-hmm. take the time and they are doing the thing, but aren't realizing how much sort of, uh, what's, what's the word like technical debt, but like marketing mm-hmm. debt, maybe it's like website debt they're, they're incurring. Um, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Have you tried any of these um, designer first platforms? Like you're talking about Webflow. Have you tried any of those as a way to do marketing sites? Have you read anything about that? Nope. 
Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Although only I, uh, very minorly, but mostly because I'm I know WordPress. I'm happy with mm-hmm. WordPress. There's no reason. There's like why why would I go spend time to explore something that I don't have any depth and I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of I know a hammer and I have a hammer it's yeah. sort of like and all I have are nails with it like why would I maybe go try a different hammer I don't know yeah I've heard there's like a lot of advantages in the design side like you're saying like that they can really you could be a lot more um do a lot of fancy things fairly easily I guess and like for designers especially to be able to to make things themselves um which I think is kind of interesting but I also think that kind of catches you sometimes like I remember a place I used to work, we had a designer doing some things in Webflow and uh, yeah, they, it would generate these like crazy HTML markup pages. And then like some customer would have a problem with it and it's like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Like, good luck with that. Um, like I could write some script that's going to monkey patch something, but like, it's not really going to work. Um, so I think they kind of I mean, I some- think that's the key point though like is like they're optimizing for a different audience right so Mm. um like someone that's making wordpress and it makes i mean not wordpress you know webflow it was done if you've heard they've had their founder stories are interesting if you've ever heard some of those it's just in short it's one of these ones that the guy that has it has basically tried to start this company i think two or three different times like Mm -hmm. before it was actually successful and he like dropped it and then worked on other projects or other startups and then came back to it. And it's one of these things where he had this vision of just making it, make it so that like the best WYSIWYG thing, like what you mm. see is what you get type of type of interface. And it took them forever to kind of find the right like mix of it. Mm-hmm. Now, what did they do on the trade-off side? It's probably just like, super hacky <laughs> CSS and all this other stuff that if we looked at the code, we're like, Oh my gosh. But like, that wasn't what they were. They were not optimizing for clean code. Right. Like right. it was not. Um, and we all know HTML is, and CSS across browsers is never clean anyway, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was what they were. And that's the market they found. Right. So like, mm-hmm. I'm not that market. I'm not a designer first side. Um, mm-hmm. And but that's what's interesting because, yeah, like WordPress came up from blogs first, right? Like everything was yeah. just about just making making a news site, making a blog, all of that type of stuff. So they all came up in different different eras and have but different audiences. But that audience for people or that market for people wanting websites, you know, is massive. We think mm-hmm. Wix, you think Squarespace, you think all of these other things that, again, applied to a different like audience or a different user base that priority stacked something else more important than another. Yeah. I've been tempted to try some of those like Wix or Squarespace as like a way to spin up a marketing site really fast. I, I haven't done it yet. I think the thing that's kind of holding me back is that it's just so cheap to do it on DigitalOcean with like my uh, WordPress container and I get to own it at the end and I can mess with it, which I like to do. Right. Um, but yeah, like some of these, like, um, I think there's other ones too that are just like, you know, landing page builders, basically. Um, right. Like the, those seem kind of tempting to me sometimes. I agree. But also, yeah, I I think I fall into the same thing. I think we've already had the easy button for us is just hitting WordPress. And also mm. we know it's not going to cost us any more 
you know how to route a DNS, you like all those other things that we know how to do, mm. like maybe super painful to somebody else, right? So like True. for them, it's okay. They're only they're not spinning up twenty sites like we are, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they're <laughs> they're spinning up one and they go to Squarespace, they can register their domain, they can set up all the stuff, they can pick a template and they're off to the races, right? But they only have one and when that business idea doesn't work for them, they just shut it down and cancel the subscription and they're done, right? And their hands yeah. are, <laughs> but that's not the way we think about it, right? Um, yeah. So speaking of, speaking of spinning up 20 sites, I have a confession to make. I bought another domain the other day, but it was, it was for good purposes. So I think it'll be okay. 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 I did too. <laughs> uh, which alludes to my little side project thing I've been working on, but it, it was mm, because. Tell us. Okay. So I, I won't say what the idea is yet. I'll just say the fun I've been having in building like sort of a, an MVP type of oh, thing with it. Way to dangle so, the carrot. Hey man, when it's ready, it's not far off. So here, okay. here's the thing. Okay. So, um, may I'll start with the quick, yeah, uh, I'll start with the quick story of the domain, right? And, and my typical brain for this is mm. like, ooh, I have this idea. And this is how it's changed. It's like, okay, I start writing notes on it. I write notes on like, why is this why is this important? What problems is solved? That type of stuff. Um, and eventually, if the idea keeps circulating back to me, then I have to name it, right? Mm-hmm. I have to come up, I have to go buy a domain. So then I'm... That's that's the next step to kind of like codify it in my brain that this is something worth doing. Um, and sometimes it may that at that point when I buy a domain, that may box it up and put it away because now it has a name. Mm-hmm. If I want to reference it again or add notes to it, mm-hmm. it's easy to search. I remember what it is because I have a domain for it. And um, so one of these ideas got to the point of a domain like maybe about two weeks ago, yeah. and. Uh, what happened was I, it was a domain for sale, like it was already owned, but when I was being searching, it was like, you know, X thousands of dollars. And mm. I'm like, hmm, this is a really, really good domain. And I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm rationalizing that, well, it's good enough that I could probably sell it for that much, if not more. So it's an asset, you know, okay. hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I was going to spend it's related to referral rock. So I was going to spend some referral rock money on it. So then just as a, uh, I mess, it was over a weekend and I messaged my, uh, my business partner and I'm like, Hey, do you trust me? Do you, uh, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I want to buy this domain. You know, what would you say if I spent X on, on a domain? And he's like, well, sight unseen, don't worry about it. Just trust me on it. Like, are you okay with that? And he's like, sure. Yeah. But, what is it? Right. And then I, uh, told him. but then after that, I already clicked by and I'm like, oh. uh, and he, he was good with that. Um, so it's been sitting in my brain. I'm like, okay, now I've bought this domain, spend X thousands of dollars on it. And I'm like, last weekend, um, I'm like, okay, can I, like, here's the idea. Can I do it? Can I spin up an MVP of it without code? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and again, it kind of goes back to the website stuff. Like mm-hmm. I haven't been, I don't have a dev environment set up anymore. I don't have yeah. like, um, and, and I'm like, okay, well, what's the easiest, what's the path of least resistance for me right now? It's like, can I use 
Zapier? Can I use Make? Can I use like, I just want a proof Bubble. of concept. Mm-hmm. Bubble, uh, Airtable, like there's mm-hmm. all these different no-code tools for whether it's like workflow and processing or or storing storing data, storing information, or sending emails. Um, but I, so I went through that rabbit hole and uh, I had a, you know, again, with looking at stacks and what you have experience with, I've used Zapier a lot. I went in and I'm like, eh, I don't really like their their pricing model. Like if this works, mm. this may end up costing, like costing me mm. a lot <laughs> trying to like balance that trade off. Mm. And uh, I started looking at make. So I played with that or what mm. used to be called Intogramat, I believe used to be the old name. Okay. Yeah. I, I only you, know did... make, make.com. That's what I've heard of. Okay. okay. Which I don't know when they changed their name, but it's an awful domain to search things for. Because mm. if you yes. want like, make data store you're not going to yeah. end up with on their site <laughs> i have to put make.com or like the make software and like data store or i don't think the they site, really site colon operator yeah that's that's <laughs> anyway that's it's a pretty I, th- I think that's something when people buy a domain they they uh it's like it's memorable or is it or a simple one word and it kind of can get out of hand and bad yeah. for search anyway yeah um, but yeah, I had a ton of fun, uh, tinkering around with it. Learn, like at first I was a little put off by the stuff in make cause it mm-hmm. was, it's definitely not as, I would say friendly as, uh, as Zapier, but it's mm. definitely powerful. Like there's a lot to it. Um, and, um, but I have a working prototype. Uh, I think I'll, I'll, I'll share it and announce it on a on another podcast episode. I'm putting it to rest right now because I can't like spend half my week digging into that where I have like normal day to day business stuff to do. Yeah. But it is business related. So, um, yeah. but yeah, it's that's, it's. I was having a lot of fun. So that's pretty cool. Is uh, I haven't used Make.com. Is it like a lot of like dialogues and stuff like that, kind of to configure stuff, or like how'd you find that? Uh it's all it's all visual so it's sort mm-hmm. of like if you've there's a i was telling my son because he wandered in when i was like working on it yeah and he's like, oh cool are you programming and i'm like kind of yeah uh. i guess <laughs> and it looks like those uh he has this coding tool he's he called scratch and it's basically mm-hmm. you know if then little loops and little yeah. like it's all visual you can see the, the paths and everything mm-hmm. and it's basically like that so it's like that you there's routers there's variable storage components there's like add an app integration here uh put them in series drag and drop them disconnect them add a filter between like mm-hmm. one route versus another it's 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 pretty slick um the janky part of it was like there's so many apps in there so when you do like search in the app thing mm-hmm. it actually takes a while and there's so much kind of junk in there yeah <laughs> so uh knowing the right things to use um yeah it's definitely uh uh yeah there's there's definitely a learning curve with but it is a pretty it's really powerful um yeah that is uh, but yeah that's really cool that josh the developer is now the the no code uh designer (laughs) well (laughs) yeah i I mean the way i think about this too is you know it's like if this goes well it's a good problem Mm -hmm. to have and it's Mm -hmm. it's sort of uh there there's definitely some foresight designed into it so i'm like kind of like well if this this gets really successful. This could cost me X, 
okay, I'm yeah. okay with that, right? Like yeah. just knowing where the edges are going to be um, and kind of designing some of that stuff in. I'm logging yeah. a lot of stuff because I want to see how people are going to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I did want to give a big shout out to, to uh, um, you, you know, Jesse Handley. Jesse, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've used his, um, his, his email marketing software before. So it's mm-hmm. also in the stack that I'm building this thing for. So, mm. um, and, and that's part of the big, uh, sort of no code MVP, right? Cause okay. his software Bento is pretty powerful and it's got a lot of stuff like has, you can log events and do stuff. And I didn't realize how powerful liquid was. I knew yes. it was good for like replacing, you know, just sort of like merge mm-hmm. tags and stuff. Yeah. And it was, but man, like, so on the Bento side, some of the stuff I'm sending to Bento, mm-hmm. uh, basically Bento is also a way of no coding a lot of the, uh, the renders, the stuff, the, 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 the renders and the stuff that's going to come out of this product. Yeah. So it's pretty cool because it's like, Oh, this saves a lot of, uh, yeah. Saves a lot of coding as well. Um, I just, I'm just learning a little bit of liquid now. So. Yeah, and there's a lot of the resources around Liquid too, because I think doesn't Shopify use that? Um, yeah, and like like the, all of their templating is based on that. And I remember yeah. playing around with that. Like you can do a lot. That's uh, that's really sweet. Yeah. So uh, so well, yeah, that's... make plus make plus Bento is is pretty much um, and Airtable. I'm using Airtable as well. So okay. those are like the three pieces of this of this mm-hmm. MVP. So yeah, that is so cool. I uh, I don't know if I would be allowed to do that. I think I would be like disowning my trade if I if I did some no code stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, if this ends up working, I'll probably just I'll probably ha- like contract someone to code it. But then yeah. I basically designed the architecture already, <laughs> so it's yeah. sort of like here's your design document. Yeah. It's this no code thing, and this is me explaining how it flows. And now, just like, yeah, you can probably it write it in like an Azure function, and we can drop it right into our yeah. Azure stack. So that's actually a really great way to build things, like, um, like just to have uh, like that you you kind of do the low effort lift to to get it started, and then kind of prove it out uh, before actually coding it. That's huge, in my opinion. So so yeah, that's what I'm doing. So I don't know if someone's like, hey, have you coded lately? And it's like, yeah. No, but I've been designing a new little MVP of things, and I'm yeah. not actually coding. Oh, there you go. Or low coding, right? I don't know. Whatever you, what, whatever people are least offended by, low code, no code. Yeah, I kind Poke of. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, that's that's bad. Uh, yeah, I I think I would call it no code, but yeah, it sounds cool. That's sweet. Well, I will. Uh, I'll have to ask you on future episodes how it's going. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, it's definitely something. It's going to be a free tool, so I'll definitely mm-hmm. kind of talk more about it. Yeah, sweet. It's ready. Cool, cool. Anything else uh, for today? Or uh no, I don't think so. I think this nice. is we've covered a range of things: marketing and engineering is marketing and. Uh, buying you bought a domain. I didn't get to hear what domain you bought, but maybe we'll, you can share that on another on the next episode. Yeah, it's uh very exciting. Uh, not that exciting. <laughs> <laughs> we got to draw them in for the next episode. Yeah, super uh, exciting. Hear right, about me, Nate's domain. <laughs> give me another take. 
it's it's really exciting. You're gonna love it. It's such a big thing. It's gonna change your world. Yeah, you're yeah. not an actor either. <laughs> no, I'm bad at that. <laughs> All right, see you later, Josh. Awesome. All right, thanks, Nate. Bye. Bye. Right. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we're on Twitter. I'm at Nate Bosher, and Josh is at J Logic. If you're a new listener, uh, check out some of our most popular episodes. Episode 52, 7 Years to 22 MRR and Zombie Startups, or Episode 30, Review Sites Are a Necessary Evil and Hacks to Get Around Them. Thanks again.